co-host back here, JR the Boss Man Show. We joined by special guests, Scientology Networks, Voices of Humanity, Christopher King in the Boss Man Show. He's the grandson of B.B. King. Uh, and I frequent Memphis pretty often, so I know his, he has memories of Memphis, Tennessee a little bit there, because I know I go there pretty often a couple of Grizzly games. So, Christopher King, how you doing, brother? Good to talk to you, man. I'm doing amazing, brother. Pleasure. Thank you for having me. Honored to be yes. a guest on your show. Yes, indeed, man. I want to talk to you about what you're trying to do for the community of Tampa, man, being the gentleman of Tampa. Uh, and talk to us about that, how did you get that nickname, and how, and, and you know what, in, in reading your bio and just looking up some stuff about self, I didn't know that sex trafficking was this, was this big of a, a issue. I hear about it, but I don't really see it. You know what I'm saying? To, maybe, to put a face with it or put something to it. So if you could, for people who like me, but I know that much about it, hear about it, but I don't know what the epidemic truly is. Can you explain that for us? And also explain to us how you got the nickname being the gentleman of Tampa. Definitely, definitely. Uh, the nickname came about, you know, when I first started, when I moved to Tampa, I was pushing a fashion brand, real heavy, with bow ties, um, preferably about personal style, working with fashion shows, and uh, just naturally treatment of people. Um, I was booked for an appearance for a human trafficking event, a fundraiser for a nonprofit, a local nonprofit here in Tampa, and they uh, called, it was called Runaway to the Runway. And I really didn't know what it was about, but they booked me because of my fashion presence and the following I had built based on style. So it was something that I really fell in love with simply because once I got to the show and I really saw what it was about, the young women and the young men that were in the fashion show were actually survivors of human trafficking. And it, was just, it, it became an emotional evening just seeing the energy from these kids, especially knowing after they after finding out that they had been through such a traumatic experience. And that's what pushed me to continue to involve that in what's built today as a gentleman's course was because all because it was introduced before, two, three years ago, as something as a appearance, not something as I had a traumatic experience. It was just something I went to because I was asked to be there. But once you, you know, life has a funny way of showing you different things. And it showed me something that needed some attention. So I took it to another level in my eyes of awareness, doing more events, um, educating people, taking it to the classrooms, taking it to the school systems and community centers, and just really just taking it to the kids. Because I found out that as we built this program, we were holding events, but parents were not taking on the responsibility of bringing the kids to the actual class. So we had to find a better way to really reach the numbers and the minds that we wanted to reach. And that's when we tar- targeted, excuse me, started targeting the school systems and getting into the classroom, making it a part of their curriculum every day to teach them not only etiquette and manners, but anti-human trafficking. You cannot be a deterrent about something unless you are knowledgeable of what it, it exists. And, and survivors, we used to have kids that come out and teach the program that have been through it. There are survivors that know about it firsthand. And that's when it really gets heartfelt, when another child, teenager, 16, 17, 15-year-old kid, hears a story from a 15, 16, 17-year-old kid who's been through it, and now they're teaching them and telling them how to be better and do better. Exactly. And, and you know what, Christopher, another story is kind of got this kind of back in the, in the mainstream media is this 
case with this young lady in Tennessee who killed the guy who was trafficking her, and now they want to get her clemency. Uh, Centoria Brown is her name. And that's been right. on social media free hers and see if the government of Tennessee will actually get her clemency and get her out of jail because she killed the guy who was trafficking her pretty much. And that's kind of my right. first snapshot. I've, I've heard about it, but it, when I read more about what she, she went through down here and you, that's like, like I said, human trafficking is not something that's just on people's tongues unless it's just put there, unless you you said been, on some, no. been affected, affected, affected by it yourself, you're a survivor of it, you know somebody who's been a survivor of it or have lost them to that. So how, I mean, you're going in the schools, and so for these principals in school systems, how they receive your pitch about wanting to get in schools, because I know it's, it's sometimes schools try to stay away from the topic of sex, it's kind of taboo, we don't want to touch that topic, or, so how did you get themselves set up on bringing this into the school system, letting kids learn about this firsthand from folks who's been through it, and, and so, so they can prevent, prevent it, know the signs of it, and know how to stop it before it gets even started, and gets out, out, out of control, and, out there in Tampa, clear, clear, clear water all, all around the world. Well, it was a simple task because it's not just human trafficking or sex trafficking or child labor violations. We pitch specifically based on standards, and then the human rights awareness is a part of social history. It's social studies. Um, and then anti-human trafficking is a life skills portion because it's a part of the, the, the community and current politics of what's going on in society today. So it's, it's an easy tie-in when you look at each three categories and their own elements of how things are done. So when we go to pitching to different schools about, hey, I want to come in and I want to speak to the youth. I want to talk to the classrooms. Can you get two, three, four classrooms in the auditorium? Can you get that done? And when they hear it, they simply say, yes, we have no problem with getting that done. When can you come? It's a simple invitation of being able to conclude us coming into the schools simply by invite doesn't take any long contrast of paperwork. It, that's how we built it, by a teacher-to-community-advocate te- teacher relationship. Bonding with the teachers, the, pr- pr- the principals simply just gave permission. That's all they gave. They didn't really come into the classrooms too tough. But once they started seeing the trend of us, of us, of, of us actually being in the classroom and the media responses from the CBS and ABC, all now they're getting aware of what we're doing and what we're building and the movement. And you're hitting numbers. We've already educated over a quarter million kids in Florida alone in the last two and a half years. So when, you, when you're talking about a movement of educating people on human rights, no slavery, because that's what human trafficking is, the violation of human right number four, no slavery. No one can make us a slave and you cannot make no one a slave. Slavery is something we've been fighting for four, 500, 600 years. And we haven't been able to get away from that bondage. It just changed forms. It's no more, it's not as mainstream as it was back then as people actually owning people and selling them on the open market in the middle of the town center and executing folks and hanging my trees. But it's simply, it's silent and quiet, but it's still being done. And now it's not just African-Americans, it's anybody. They don't have a demographic of which kid. It's just kids. It's an age range, 10 to 12 through 18. It's the target. It's not 10 to 12 through 18 blacks, 10, 12, 18 whites. It's just 10, 12-year-olds to 18, 19-year-old kids is the target, male and female. Although in media... All you're going to see is promoted, mostly females. Why? 
they want people to be sympathetic to an issue. So females naturally would draw people's sympathy. It's just media. It's how they portray things in life. They want to put things out there to appeal to your heart and affect your mind. I'll give you some raw facts. All right. A woman on the black market, a woman on the black market, go for an average of fifty to seventy-five thousand U.S. dollars. So, a young boy will go in upwards of two hundred and fifty thousand dollars for a boy. But all you see is media publicizes young girls because they're going to turn a blind eye. People come up missing all the time. When we get the Amber Alerts, how many people actually pay an Amber Alert attention? The Amber Alert is not about a couple or a father and a mother fighting over custody of a child. The Amber Alert is because a child just got snatched. But people stereotype Amber Alerts because they don't want to be bothered with people's foolishness. Amber Alerts are tied to so many different categories, but they can only put so much information because that can also relate to a child who just got snatched and taken from their parents and is on the way to be sold. And the timeline is ticking because you're talking within 24 hours, they're no longer in the city. In 72 hours, they're no longer in the state. And if it's over a week and your child has been missing, they're probably already out of the country. Gone. ISO container, plane, flight, ship, international waters. Gone. Next time you might see that child, if they don't recover it, going to be 18 years old, strung out on heroin, and probably in a strip club somewhere. And that's the worst case scenario is dead. But that's how serious this is. And you have to talk about it in those parameters because people have to wake up that it can happen to anybody and anybody's children. How do you handle two live real cases that happened in Dade County, Miami? A school teacher in high school was arrested for trafficking over a hundred kids out of his home. A school wow. teacher. How close to home is that? Let's make it a little worse. Go a little deeper. In LA, CPC, excuse me, CPS, Child Protective Services. That's a government, that's a state program, is it not? CPS was busted for a human trafficking ring. How can you turn, who can you turn to if the state program also infected with this sickness. It's bad. They had, to, they, had to disavow their, they had to disavow the entire system and rebuild it because it was infected. You're talking about thousands of kids being, being sold or released to foster parents. There were previous violators of human trafficking. They were selling the kids, but also getting the checks from the state for the kids for being foster parents. They were making money two times over. It's ridiculous. It so it's, 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 it's embedded. So, yes, my grandfather's B.B. King. I bless him for all my mentorship and guidance, for the man that he was that made me the man I am today, to be the man I am today, educate kids on what the things he taught me as to be a man or to be a gentleman. How you treat people, being humane, caring for others, simple stuff, opening a door for a lady, help an old lady cross the street. Give a, give an elderly person the buggy first when you go in the grocery store, man. I mean, it's just it's so much simple stuff. If you see her going to the cart and she driving a scooter to her cart, ask her if she needs some help putting the groceries in the car and then go about your business. It takes less energy to be nice and kind than it does to actually be mean. You're right. That that is definitely correct. Uh, I mean, that is knowledge right there, right for real. That's that is so true, Chris. For I tell you what, man. 
I know you got an event coming up here the 19th of January at Fort Harrison Hotel in Clearwater. Tell us about the Gentleman's Ball event you're having there, man, before you get out of here today. The Gentleman's Ball is our annual fundraiser. It's a very nice event. We've got valet parking, complimentary, champagne, red carpet mix, a silent auction with heavy hors d'oeuvres, full luxury dinner, roast beef carbon station, salmon, chicken, four or five different sides, seven different desserts, and especially the open bar. Live auction. Uh, celebrity concert live uh, VIP is going to be in the building. We got Miss Botali. We got uh, Aubrey Jackson from CBS Anchor. We got uh, Angelique Queen B, Tampa Tony. I mean, the list is long of all the celebrities that's coming down for the ball. We get we get a lot, um, and it, it's all about awareness. All about awareness about the cause and what we do, and not only locally but internationally. And it's January nineteenth. They can get the tickets on Eventbrite. No doubt. Christopher King, thank you so much for your time today, brother. Educated my listeners about human trafficking because I'm telling you, like I said, we need to hear more about this. Like I said, I, I for one, didn't know much about it myself. and my listeners probably don't know much about it either. So this has been a great segment for them to hear and get some new knowledge about that. And I hope your event is great down there. If you ever need to come on, you in Atlanta. Feel free to reach out to them to have you in the studio here with us in the ATL, man, to, and bring you in talking about your fashion, your, your foundation, everything you got going on down in Florida, man. I uh, appreciate it, man. I, I'm glad for being on the show. Thank you. Everybody who's listening, thank you for tuning in. You can follow me on Instagram at the Real Christopher King, on Facebook, the official Christopher King, and our website is www.thegentcourse.com. Thegentcourse.com. All right, folks, Christopher King, right here with me on the Boss Man Show. Check out his site, his social media, people follow this man doing great things out in Florida. We out. For all your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks Blu-ray Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at BlueberryProductions.tv, the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions, also a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-E-R-R-Y, Prod on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, great service. Hey there, your yard took a real beating this summer. Luckily, Scott's Turf Builder Winter Guard has your back. Just feed your grass with Scott's again this fall when the air is cool and the soil is warm. It's the perfect time to give your lawn a boost. If you do, Winter Guard will give your yard the nourishment it needs to help weak, thin grass recover and support root growth, giving you a greener, more resilient lawn both now and next spring. Guaranteed. Grab a bag of Scott's Turf Builder Winter Guard today. You'll be back to barbecuing in no time. This is a Scott's Yard. Hey parents, we all try to be extra careful with our children in the car, but then we get an important call or text. Remember, our children are watching. Make every drive a good example. Be in the zone. Turn off your phone. Visit childrenshospital.vanderbilt.org slash BITZ to learn more about our teen driver safety program. Brought to you by Monroe Carroll Jr. Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt, the Ford Motor Company Fund, and the Allstate Foundation. Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student-athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. 
academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404-542-607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. All right, folks, back to the Boss Man Show. Love, we got to have him on one more time for the year ends. My man from Memphis, J.C. Smith, one of my best friends in the business, one of my homeboys. J.C., what's good, my brother? Boss. Man, what's going on, man? The, the year's almost over, dog. We're about to wrap this thing up, ain't we? Yes, indeed, man. It's went by so fast, man. It's just see, like it started just yesterday, like it started, man. Now it's, it's already over. Nineteen, right on the corner, bro. Hey, man, bring on the new year, man. Let's get it. Well, bro, if we close out this 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 year, I want to talk to you about some stories that maybe sports wise have kind of stuck out in your mind this year. So what stories this year that in sports and in entertainment, man, is really just. Blew your mind this year. You just can't get shake, shake it. It's been you just been my monumental to what we got going on in sports entertainment in this, in this whole world this year, man. Hmm, that's a great question, man. That's a really good question. As far as stories that that kind of just stuck with me, that I couldn't shake, man. Hmm. But man, you know what? I'm trying. I'm trying to think of like a like one really key story that stuck out, man. But I really, it really hasn't been just anything too wild or crazy this year. You know what I'm saying? It just really stuck out in my mind, man. That I can really think of offhand. You know what I'm saying? But you tell me, what, what's the story that you that you remember from the year, man, that, that sticks out with you? Earl Thomas. Okay. Okay. Earl Thomas. He wanted okay. that money. When I played for his team, he wanted you to go out there and play. Broke his leg. Yeah. Cost that man millions of dollars. Yeah. So when I hear people talking about players being selfish and not being about their team, come on. The team's only about the team. They don't want deals to benefit the team. You know, as a player, you have rights as a player. You know, players have to stand up for their rights. And Earl Thomas tried to do that. And he came back and played and he got burned for it. And so to me, Earl Thomas' story about all this Le'Veon Bell story about him mm-hmm. saying, oh, you know, I want to risk his free agency. Mm-hmm. Now, people say he lost out on $14.5 million. Mm-hmm. But guess what? A year less of wear and tear on his body, free agent is off season, he can cash in somewhere. Right. It might not make up all of it, but he'll make a, a buttload to get guaranteed money. Because if he got hurt this year, okay, he makes 14, 14, $14.5 million, he gets hurt. What's he make? What's he making next year? The vet, right, right. Approve it deal. So, so how about I try to get some about forty five million guaranteed rather than roll dice on fifteen right now? What what you gonna take? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, at first, everybody, I can see how feel, at first everybody's looking at it like, man, you passing up fourteen million dollars, but Le'Veon and his agent. They're playing the long game. You know what I'm saying? They they know that 
man, this team's out there with buttloads of salary cap space. You're talking the Jets. You're talking about Colts. You know, two uh, possible destinations for him next year that's going to give him at least, what, 50? Uh, 50 million guaranteed at least. So, you know, he's going he's gonna to make that money back and then some. You know, you, you, yeah, you're going to take a loss in the short end, but that long – that long uh, game and a long-term uh, investment there, man. That's what, he's, that's what he's going after. And another story that really stuck with me too, bro, is Boogie Cousins. You know, okay. against Houston that night when he tore that Achilles tendon. Okay. Cost that man millions. So, for me, it's about the players and examples of why players hold out. Mm-hmm. And I hope that the casual fan gets that. Because it seems like the casual fan sides with the team more so than the player. And it's like, no, the the team is, is like the man. Mm-hmm. It's like the corporate tunnel vision. Like we want our way to the highway. Mm-hmm. And I'm always been, I've been also supportive of guys who do it their way. I'm not a fan of the clean cut PC guy. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of that person. I like a guy who's going to push the edge a little bit. Right. And Cousins does that. Now, does he have a foul attitude? He does. Was he was he not friendly in Atlanta? He sure was not friendly in Atlanta when he was Warriors in town. But he's a damn good player. Absolutely. And I want him to succeed, though he had his ways. Now, some people are just cut up the cloth. They got the guy they kind of chip on their shoulder. They always got they always defensive to a degree. That's just who he is. No doubt. But and another injury cost him millions of dollars. Right. And fans tend to be like, well, he should be able to do this. And no, it ain't how it works. Mm-hmm. You got to be able to roll dice with what you got going on and see what, see what chips may fall. And, put, and if you believe in something, I, if you believe in something, you believe in something, I'll it. Right. If you if you have stepping, I'm not going to get behind you. So all the two stories for me this year in sports, it really kind of just, you know, uh, Stuck with me because I just this example when fans try to talk about you know where the owner where the player is now nah, the owner's making billions players make can't get millions mm-hmm. they cash in while you can if you don't you're gonna be left out in the cold exactly and, and like in a larger grand scheme of things there wasn't like you had your little little sub stories little mini stories like the Earl Thomas Boogie Cousins but as far as on national landscape it wasn't like a major Major story like, you know, how the National Anthem protests and Kaepernick, even though those stories still kind of, you know, spilled over into this year a little bit. You know what I'm saying? But like, I don't, maybe, maybe that's a good thing that we, we didn't really have like a huge uh, scandal, you know what I'm saying, in the world of sports or anything like that this year, man. Well, we kind of did with the FBI and college basketball. Well, yeah. But with that said, what's, what's really the crime there? You know what I'm saying? What, what are we talking about? What is really criminal about paying these players? Because this, this debate has been going on for years now. And I'm for it. Hey, exactly, man. Give them, give them something. When dudes sit around here broke can't pay phone bills, that's not good. No, man. Give them a stipend, a monthly, you know, $5,000 or something, man. You know they won't be having to go to boost them boosters get get them in trouble, but they got to go to the booster, man, so you, you can survive, man. No doubt. So I mean, I'm with that, man. Like I, 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 I'm for I'm for players being paid. Mm-hmm. 
I'm for that. You know, uh, I'm with that for sure. And, you know, and entertainment-wise, I want to just talk about this real quick. If you were in the industry and you were a popular African-American artist or whatever, when the white wingers like you, you've done something wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll put it out there. Mm-hmm. Right on, When conservatives are praising you, that ain't good. No, sir. And I'm talking about you, Dak Prescott, Uh-oh. Zeke Elliott, Uh-oh. Kanye West. Uh-oh. You know, you're those types of people. Josh Norman, mm-hmm. who I just seen Saturday in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. When they support you and pat you on the back, you're turning it back on, on, on your community. <laughs> that seems to be the trend. That seems to be what's going on, man. Uh, let's add Travis Scott. Travis, Travis Scott, Scott yes. Now, yeah. no, bro, this is be, be about too many for me. I'm thinking about boycotting the Super Bowl in Atlanta, bro. I'm thinking about not going. Man, you got to go, man. I, I just, I, I'm thinking about not going. I just don't have it in my heart to go. Oh, you got to go, man, because we need somebody that asking a hard-hitting question, man. <laughs> got to go. I'm approved to go, but it's like, do I really want to go? Right. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, man, yeah, it's rough, man. Like, Travis Scott, man, don't do not do it. Don't do it. Do what Rihanna did. But you know, he is in that Kardashian exactly. plan and you know how they you know they are they they they'll make you tap. Exactly. <laughs> they'll make you tap. Is, <laughs> you know. Uh-huh. Uh, so I don't know about them, man, but they I'm just like, man, you just gotta be I said, you know, it just got you you got you got you have to understand it. Like I said, I don't have nothing against conservative people. That you that's just your call. Mm-hmm. But I know conservative conservative thinking does not jive with how I live my life. Mm-hmm. And the conservative way does not help people like me and JC or our families and our friends. Because I don't know any conservative policy that helps our black people. I don't know one. <laughs> Preach. Preach, man. I, I don't know one that helps black people. Oh, really? I ain't found one yet mm-hmm. in recent history that helps black people. And black Republicans are just out there for photo ops. Mm-hmm. They use this as props. Oh, really? they, but they don't know it yet. They don't know it. You know? Oh, really? <laughs> I just gotta, I gotta call it how it is, bro. Somebody gotta tell the truth. You know, so that's what that is, bro. And I tell you what, it's, it's crazy. And, bro, I, I, I'm, I'm, I forgot. Remember earlier this year we had, we had our own, your man from Houston. We, we, we had on we, we, uh, Legend, the Ghetto Boys. Who did on the D. show? Remember that? Willie we talked D. to him earlier this year in February. Willie D. We talked to him. He kept it so real. My what? I'm telling <laughs> you, you know, man, don't get more real than that. How do we forget that segment on the show in February? How do you forget that, bro? Man, we almost forgot you. that. I'm telling Willie you, Willie D. February. Willie D. Man, hey, he gonna tell it like it is for real, for real. <laughs> man, he didn't care. Uh-huh. He did not care. Now, bro, before we wrap it up here, bro, you sent me a story from Florida. A Florida woman was arrested after committing robbery on a with a toy gun on a tricycle. <laughs> What's going yeah, on? What man, the hell, know, bro? I've been, I've been rocking with you so long, man. Like I saw the story and I was like, you know what? This guy bought support written all over it right here. 
<laughs> it sure yeah. does, man. Yeah, <laughs> man. I had to send that to you, man. Like, it's something about the state of Florida, man, where, like, crazy crazy stuff like that. It seems crazy to us. That's, that's uh, a Tuesday in Florida. You know what I'm saying? Like, people there, you know, they, they're used to crazy stuff like that, man. But we see it. It, it sounds ridiculous, but that's just a regular Tuesday for folks living in Florida, man. Man, what you say? Like a toy gun and a tricycle? I'm like, look, yes. That'll be the boss report later, later on the show, for real. That'll be the report right there, bro, for sure. sure. We use that. We, I appreciate that. We're going to use that next on the boss report on the show this week, for sure. Now, bro, one more, one, more, one more I got for you. Did you see our Mary Atlanta, Keisha Lance Bob's mac and cheese? Oh. Uh-huh. Bro. If you got the Wi-Fi up on your phone, uh-huh. Google Keisha Lance Bob's mac and cheese. Uh-huh. And tell me how that looks to you. Okay, I, I, looks so dry. It looks dry. <laughs> like it has no moisture to it. It just, just, just looks dry. Oh man! Like it looks. It's just not somebody named Keisha should be able to cook better than that, man. I'm just saying. Oh wow! Wow! Might, yeah, it looks might, dry. Might change her name, bro. man. Might change her first name, man. The Kimberly or something, man. Man, what you yeah, said, now, bro? Uh, Kelly, uh, Kelly, now <laughs> Kelly, Kelly lands bottom for <laughs> yeah. sure. Now, bro, I must tell you, I, I appreciate you so much coming on the show each week. I mean, I appreciate you so much. You've done a lot for me in my career for real. No being your a, a good friend has been a somebody can talk to about the business. To, you know who understands what's going on, oh, man. And that's why I'm if you show, show love him in time, Memphis man. So I will tell you on the air, man. I appreciate you greatly, 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 bro. I look forward to having you on the show again next year, weekly as well, because you do a great job and bring us insight like the other brother on him, the boss man show. Hey, man. dog. Hey, man. Right back at you, man. You know you're you're a real dude, man. So you know, hey, let's do it again next year, dog. And, and the year after that, man. Keep it going. No doubt, folks. Before you go, bro, tell me what you got going on clicks. I know this weekend. It's the twenty. It's the twenty ninth. The Ducks are in town. Kyrie may show up at the clicks tonight. I hope they come out there. So tell me what you got for me clicks tonight, bro. In Memphis, with Celtics oh, yeah. in town, playing the playing the Grizz. Yeah, man. Fun. You know, Grizz Celtics tonight. You know, after party, might get Kyrie, might get Brad Stevens to come out the clicks, do a little karaoke or something, man. But you know what it is, man. The number one party spot in the city. The last weekend of twenty eighteen. Come through. Man, it's a good time each and every Saturday night at Clicks. Your boy, J.C., hosting the night. You know, we have a good time, man. You know, great drinks, good food. It's good company, man. Grown folks having fun. That's how we do it at Clicks. Each and every Saturday night, come through. No doubt, folks. J.C. Smith, check him out, folks. Clicks Sports Bar Memphis. Check out the segment, new, new website, awesomeshow.com. It's great. Podcast, videos, audio, the blog, the contact information, the Twitter, it's up, the Instagram, it's all there for you at the new bossmanshow.com. Great job, bro. Talk to you next year, bro. Man, happy new year, bro. No, that's up to you, brother. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. The debut album from Family Grind ENC, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, illstreetrex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today. True Speech and 313 Fresh Family Grind ENT. Believe in it. Get it. A gorgeous tan from Suntan City gives you an inner glow that relights the fire when you run into your first crush. Vicky, who is that? An old boyfriend. 
Lucky you just tanned at Suntan City. Lucky he's single. We're doing lunch tomorrow. Won't be single for long then. During Tour of the City, try all five tans, including spray tan, for just $4.99. Restrictions may apply. Click to buy now. When you're a teen, you finally get to make some of your own decisions. Who are you going to hang out with? What do you want to be? Are you going to glance at that text while driving? Remember, a split second is all it takes for something tragic to happen. Be in the zone. Turn off your phone. Visit childrenshospital.vanderbilt.org slash B-I-T-Z to learn more about our teen driver safety program. Brought to you by the Monroe Carroll Jr. Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt, the Ford Motor Company Fund, and the Allstate Foundation. It's maybe the night that my dreams might let me know All the stars are closer, all the stars are closer Tell me what you gonna do to me Confrontation ain't nothing new to me You could bring a bullet, bring a sword, bring a morgue But you can't bring the truth to me Alexa, play Kendrick Lamar and SZA Okay With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need Get tens of millions of songs Download the Amazon Music app today yeah, yeah, it's your man, JC, the host with the most, baby, and it goes down each and every Saturday night right here in the city of Memphis. That's right, y'all. It goes down at Clicks Sports Bar Memphis, baby, 3705 Malco Way, Memphis, Tennessee, 38125. Come out and join us, the Three Kings, each and every Saturday night for the liveest karaoke in the city. Everybody gets in free till 10 p.m., only $5 after. Great food. We got drink specials. We got all kind of games, man. We got the pool tables popping. Whatever you want, we got you, man. Come on out. Have a good time with us each and every Saturday night. That's Clicks Sports Bar, Memphis. All right, folks, back on the Boston Man Show, year in review. It's time for the Boston Bone portion of the year in review part of the show. Bone, what's good up there in New Jersey, man? Everything's all good, brother. We're all well up here. Thanks. I hear that, man. Uh, how was it up there having a certain coach in the area? How was that? <laughs> yeah. I heard that I was being sought after, but thankfully I wasn't there. I was home with family, enjoying the festivities, but I heard that I was missed at the garden. Yes, you were. Uh, you were. Somebody definitely was interested in seeing you about comments you've made about them. Yeah, the, the fun thing is, I never really made comments. I made agreements with you, but I never made specific comments. But somehow I, I get dragged through too. I think it's all love, so it's all good. Yeah, hey, honestly, the gallus of this, the gallus of the show every week. So he's a listener. Thank God for that. Yeah, apparently you have a lot of listeners who they say they're not fans of yours, but listen anyway. <laughs> I, I remember there's a certain center down in D.C who is, quote-unquote, butthurt <laughs> right now <laughs> over things that happen or said in the show. But, you know, I, I've heard that uh, I'm, not, I'm, not getting, I'm not getting popularity with, with a certain coach as well. Exactly. Yeah, man, like these guys, they get personal. See, Bone and I, we tell the truth. <laughs> not trying to have a hot take. It's about the truth here on the Boston Man Show, Boston Bone segment. We don't want to tell the listeners a lie. <laughs> exactly. So... And I'm going to talk about this right right, right on the show here today, Bone. I was in Tennessee on Saturday night for the Titans and Redskins. I wouldn't swear to go off on Greg Minuski and the defensive calls in in Washington and 
saying what he's saying. You're the Washington Redskins. You need somebody that cares and has class and has a lot of it about him. You want that. But Gruden, those guys cut him, but he told the truth too much. <laughs> now, I, I mean, Bone, you, you haven't blamed Gabbard. Yeah. Why would you play man against Blaine Gabbard? Why would you just play zone and make them keep everything in front of him? So I agree with him on that. Why would you play man against Blaine Gabbard? Yeah, you know, Blaine Gabbard, for what it's worth, he is not uh, a very good quarterback in the NFL, but he is still a pretty good athlete. Uh, if he breaks containment uh, and everyone's playing man, had a back to him, then he's off and running and, and they can play with his feet as well as his arm. Uh, if you play zone, keep everything in front of you, a lot easier to, to mass coverages. A lot easier to keep spies on guys. So yeah, I mean, I, I mean, what 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 was said? It wasn't false. Yeah, not false at all. What he said, and the risk is cutting for it. But now he's in Arizona, which is no better. <laughs> yeah, it's no, but he's played there before. Yeah, it's no better. But at least now he's got January Arizona compared to January in DC. So. You know, I guess it's all love. Yeah, and shouldn't Jack Rudy be on the hot seat? Shouldn't he be on the hot seat? Nah, but he probably has photos of Dan Snyder somewhere in the safe. So he his job is, is always secure. I always worry about some guys who have jobs that probably shouldn't have a job, you know, any longer. I always wonder, is there a black belt trail that they don't know about? Yeah, exactly. That was like Jeff Fisher in Tennessee. With, with Bud Adam, like, how's he still here? <laughs> or oh, with, uh, what's the other guy he is, Stan Kroenke in, in the Rams? How did Jeff Fisher last that long? Yeah, I can tell you, he must have photos because he, he ruined, he, he ran Eddie George and, and Steve McNair to the ground. Uh, he ruined Vince Young. Uh, he didn't get, give Goff, you know, a real chance. And now look at Goff, you know, you know a, a new coaching, look, look at Goff now. So, it, they're the, the common denominator. If you have a quarterback prospect, you don't hire certain coaches. Yeah, and you know what I want to call out? Detroit Lions. You hired Matt Patricia. Look what he's done this year. You want Jim Caldwell gone so bad. Yeah, they want Jim. Where is this Belichick hope done nothing? No, it is. They, they wanted Belichick. They wanted to call it out so badly. You know, he was a playoff caliber coach almost every year. Uh, had them always, you know, in the in ticket thing down the stretch. Uh, Matthew Stafford had some great years on, under Caldwell, and then now Stafford now is just another guy. He he's not he's not a, a franchise type player anymore. He's now just an average quarterback playing in a below average system. So they wanted Caldwell gone so badly, but now look at their franchise quarterback who's now highly grossly overpaid. Very much overpaid. Like, ooh, that contract is bad. And Patricia, guys not buying to his system. They, they trying to be like Bill Belichick. You ain't a dome. So why are you practicing your guys outside? <laughs> well, yeah, and he, he I, I'm not going to knock on wearing shorts because I'm also that kind of guy that here in Jersey, I'm in shorts almost all year round when I'm not working. So I can't knock him for the shorts, but I can't knock him for the fact that he was outdoors and he, he has an indoor team that puts on a fast track that plays on the stadium that's, that's very player-friendly is that speed. Yeah, I don't understand that by Patricia. Trying to be Belichick, a clone, didn't work for him. Josh Daniels, with your Broncos, bone <laughs> tried it, and he, and he flamed out miserably. Yeah, the thing with Josh is it's funny because it was only a tale of two, 
two halves of seasons where Josh was Josh came to Denver and started out red hot. He was, I believe, six and one, and he even beat, beat, beat Belichick there in Denver for a game that, that was, I think, on, on, T, on, on CBS. And it was a great matchup and a great game. He actually outcoached Belichick and Denver won that game. But then see after that, the bottle fell out, and then you know Josh gets fired. A lot of guys uh, said that when he was there, that he was trying to be like Hoodie Junior, where he had the hoodies and he, he had the cutoff sleeves, and he, and he had the, the short press conferences, and he thought that he was this genius. And it, it doesn't work, as he's seen through other coaches in other leagues. If you come from a, a, a huge family tree, like say a Popovich family tree. You can't do pop things unless you already have pop rings. Uh, you can't do Belichick things unless you already have Belichick rings. So it, 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 I see his assistants all the time. They come from these great programs of history, and they're doing it all along because, because they're trying to be someone they're not. Man, Jeannie tried and failed. Now, Cornell was not like Belichick. He was a, a, a person of the people. He has had a beast coach in Cleveland and kind of ruined him coaching Cleveland. <laughs> you know... Bill O'Brien is his own man. He, you know, but to me, O'Brien and Cornell have been his most successful coaches under that tree to make it. Yeah. The rest of them tried too hard to be like yeah, him. Even, and they fell misery, fell, fell, fell in their faces. Of course, in, in, even Charlie Weiss when he's at, and, and the Fighting Irish, Notre Dame, Charlie Weiss tried to be like Belichick and it didn't work. And now he went, then he went to Kansas and that's a festival for, for football. And that didn't work out. So, yeah, there's, there's not many examples of guys who have coached under Belichick that you could say, oh, wow, that guy is going to be next. Maybe Vrabel in Tennessee uh, in the long term. Maybe he, oh, he's trying to be like Belichick. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, he's, he's trying to offer he, he has the look of a Belichickian, uh, but maybe he breaks the mold and maybe he becomes successful. But uh, with that offense, they're, they're going to give Mariota kills because I think, they, I, think they, I think he's not used right. Well, I'll be there on Sunday Night Football for that game. After I come from Tampa with the Falcons, I'm going to be catching a red-eye flight from Tampa to Nashville to that game, and I'm hoping the Colts win because I prefer Frank Reich. He comes from Doug Peterson, Andy Reid. They're personable people. Yeah. I don't need to talk to a robot. <laughs> Yeah, I, I like Frank Wright. Plus, I don't I want. Do. I, I hear you. I, I don't want any. I don't want. I don't want any of those red hat fans to be happy. Yeah, I, I tell you, uh, it's gonna be a, a tough, tough game. Uh, but I, I still, I think, I, like I said, I agree with you. I think I do have more faith in Frank Wright and Luck and the way they're playing this year uh, over what we're seeing in Nashville because I just think that they, they've been getting that boy killed, Mariota, uh, and the foul, the foul they play. Is not conducive to his health history. Yeah, that offense is kind of—I don't know what it is. It's when Mariota is doing his own thing, is it runs smoother than he's calling his own plays. When Lafleur calls the plays, not so much. And he finds out to use Derrick Henry in the, in the right way, yeah. but instead, but Belichick Jr. wants to play his boy Deion Lewis mm-hmm. over over Derrick Henry, the monster. Which still blows my mind. Yeah, Derek Derek Henry's a grown man. He's he if you watched any of those games where he's just running downhill, there are other grown men who want no part of him <laughs> when he's in the open field. Like that run he had for ninety nine yards when he stiff arm and mushed uh, four different players, those guys in Jacksonville wanted no part of that grown man running full speed 
100 yards. Uh, it, it, it's just a funny thing to see how many grown men don't want any part of Henry. Now, if they use that and did more play action with Mariota and allow him to put a little more freedom, I think they'd give him a better chance. So I don't trust their play calling. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't trust Tennessee. I, I think Tennessee is one of those teams that's in a hamster wheel where they're running in place every, every year. So I have more faith in Frank Reich and his creativity. I have more faith in, in Luck now, who's healthy, and T.Y. and, and Ebron. All, all these guys they have, have at their disposal, I think I have more faith in the Colts. So do I. So, folks, that's Aaron, if you said one with Bob Bone, we got two more to go. One more sports and then a boss report. A lot of Florida for, for the people who will close you all out this year. Because Florida, us doing Florida-like things. We love to hear on the Boss Man Show. Stick with us. Check out the new website, people. BossManShow.com. Audio, video, pictures, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, all that stuff. YouTube is there for you. BossManShow.com. Stick with us. We'll be back after the break. Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student-athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academics.com and athleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404 542 607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. All right, folks, back on the Bossman Show, Boston Bone Segment 2. Uh, Bone, I wanted to talk to you about this, man. It's a story that is kind of died down this year with the great national anthem approach to the NFL. I think only Eric Reed and Steel Edwards are still kneeling. And I feel like the players just tapped out to the owners, man. They, they could have done more. Uh, and they they tapped out pretty much and just, just gave, gave up the fight. And huh. this place coalition, they took that money. And ain't done, I ain't heard nothing since about protesting or issues or nothing like that. It all went away. And people still up right now, we ain't heard about nothing. That's not a that's not a good it's a bad thing. You know, we had this on the we had social social injustice on the forefront in the mainstream. And that's all went away because these players kowtowed to the owners' demands and tapped out. Yeah, I, I think the main uh, reason why, and I think LeBron James uh, said this perfectly on his his TV show, that there is still the uh, the plantation mentality, you know, of the owners, because uh, it's about control. And with unlike the NBA, which gets it, and unlike the NBA, which is quote unquote woke, uh, the NFL always lags behind and, and, and issues. The NFL is always reactive instead of proactive, as NBA is always proactive. 
Uh, I think it's because that the security, job security, is paramount in the NFL, where you can get fired the very next day uh, and not have any money, any more money coming to you, as opposed to other major sports where you can get fired and you're still getting all your coin, you're getting everything. So I think there's a the control thing. It's about control, and that's what racism is about. Racism is about uh, money and power and systemic, and I think that's why guys are trying to almost on a back burner now in the NFL because I think that they're not, the word's not afraid, but I think they're hesitant because they all have mouths to feed and people to take care of. And I think that they are worried that uh, if they keep pushing, uh, I think after the, the cash element they came with the NFL, I think now guys are a little more content, which is kind of sad. Do you think after Kaepernick's case gets heard and he gets a settlement from the NFL, would that make guys be like, well, Cap got this much money from them for blackballing him? Would that make – think a, a Kaepernick verdict in his favor would make the guys more apt to speak out since the NFL is found wrong and liable for in his career? Actually, no. I, I don't think it'll change much of anything. I, uh, my, my buddy Bomani Jones said on his show that it's just it's simple – the NFL will always hear rumblings, always have that The NFL doesn't care. <laughs> they don't care about their players or the issues at root. I mean, that's, that's what it comes down to. The NFL really, in my opinion, doesn't care. Uh, so even if Kaepernick wins his, his uh, collusion case uh, and gets back into the league, which I don't think he ever wants to get back in the league anyway, but if he gets back into the league, I don't think that players will now storm the castle and say, okay, now Cap got his. Let's now go for the overthrow. NFL is too powerful. NFL chews you up and chews you up every year. So I don't think it'll be a big revolution, so to speak. I, I think that it'll still be status quo. I hear that, and Eric Reed, he's played well in Carolina, but he's been drug tested like eight, seven, or eight times already since he's <laughs> been there. Is that not like effing with somebody at, at his finest? Oh yeah, of course it is. And again, it goes back to what Bomani says: the NFL doesn't care. <laughs> it doesn't matter that how it looks. It doesn't matter that we all know from the outside that this is BS, and the NFL is targeting Reed. The NFL doesn't care. The NFL is almost bulletproof at this point, and they they don't care how it looks. You know, we all see it, what it's worth, and you know what it's for. We see that these guys are just attacking him in a way. So the best way you can say to Eric Reed is just suck it up. Keep peeing in that cup and, and just stay clean. <laughs> because don't give it any reasons. Don't give the NFL any reasons. Now, basically, it's split in the field. Does he get re-signed next year by somebody? Or, or is Carolina a bust for him? I think it's Carolina a bust. I, I think that I think they're really trying to test his patience and, and also try to test his, his resolve. I think they're almost waiting for him to, to snap or lash out, and he hasn't yet. He's been, he stayed pretty flat, you know, this whole thing, even if we all see it. Uh, but I, I think that he's a good fit in Carolina anyway. I, I think the new ownership there, I think they, they're the one, they're one that gave him a chance, and I think that they they allow him to have a voice, and I think it's great. So I I think as Carolina, I don't think anyone else. I hear that. Well, Eric Reed, I, I hope that, you know, you do your thing like hey, Bone, uh, I, I knew it on Sunday as well. <laughs> I felt good doing it, actually, as always. Oh, yeah, you know, in, in Tennessee, I, 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 just, just to make the Red Hats mad, 
I don't I'm bizarre. Yes, I troll them. I play if they if, if every voice and sing loudly doing doing this playing of that song just to just make them mad. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine uh, being being down there on game day. Like, as you told me, even during training camp, uh, you know all the hats that were in the in the stands and all the things being said. I just can't imagine being in that environment. But I think, for the most part, I think I'm blessed to be up here. And, you know, and used to covering uh, the, the teams here in New York because this is a, a more progressive area than down by you. So I can't imagine being in an environment every Sunday and being around that with those people. Yeah, like, dang, yeah, it's not a good environment to be around. And then they pass out mate Tennessee Greg Redigan hats. Are you kidding me? Mm. Yeah, that's... <laughs> you playing off of that horrible hat. <laughs> yeah, I guess I can't. If I, if I see those hats, thankfully we don't see those hats up here in this area in Jersey, in New York. So, like I said, we're it's a little bit more sophisticated in that way that people know that that's idiocy. Those hats are mean idiocy. So, <laughs> thankfully up here, they, we, we don't really see that much in these parts. I said this on one of our last segments on the show here that if you are a person of color and you're in the entertainment business and you're praised by right-wing conservative media, that means you've tapped the answer. You've taken on people. So I'm talking about you, Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, <laughs> Kanye West, Travis Scott, I'm talking about you people. When right-wing conservative media loves you and praises you and praises a free thinker and having a free voice, that means you stepped in. <laughs> it means you stepped in it, Bone, and, and, and you have lost respect. And Bone, and, I'm a, and I say this to all of from, from two people who are conservative who I, who I know, a conservative policies are good for white people. They're mm. they're they're conserving whiteism or Caucasianism. <laughs> That's what conservative <laughs> policies do. They do not help my yeah. people. I, I, I get it. I get it. Yeah. I don't know. Where, I, I don't. I don't know conservative policy that helps black people. Bone. I I don't <laughs> know a Republican agenda that helps black people. I can't find one. And I, you know, I can't yeah, because it doesn't yeah. exist. <laughs> <laughs> not, so, I don't understand black Republicans other than they're just props <laughs> and photo ops. Yeah, my head's funny. My, my wife and I get a kick out of watching any rallies on TV and, and, and like behind Trump or someone, you'll see that one lone brother with the red hat on. You're like, that dude is definitely a plant. How much did he get paid to sit within the, in the camera angle to see to, to show his solidarity to, to the MAGA? Yeah, that guy definitely a plant or a hostage. <laughs> Where a bone? I don't know. If I, I just story this earlier in the year. I don't know if he was around or not for that. But when Trump has a rally, they go on Craigslist and ask people who wants to come up there. They're literally looking for African Americans. We're looking for people interested in being. They actually do do that. Yeah. Oh, I believe it. I believe it because, like I said, there's always only it's only ever one, two. It's never just it's never two or more. It's always one brother in the stands, right behind or over Trump's shoulder <laughs> during these rallies. So you know that guy's a mark. <laughs> and you know, uh, like Kevin McHale, I saw him at the rallies. I 
I don't speak to him anymore. I don't speak to him anymore when I see him. I don't speak to Kevin McKelly anymore. I can't. Oh, Kevin McHale. Wow. Yeah, I was not aware of that. I, I mean, I have my own personal thing against McHale. That's only because I'm a Laker fan, and I couldn't stand what he did to Kurt Rambis in Game 4 of the 84 playoffs final. So I, I always had it in for Kevin McHale as a Celtic. But now that you're telling me that he's a, he's a Trumper, that also gives him a whole new light. Oh, yeah. During, during the election season, he was at a rally for Trump when he went to Minnesota to campaign against the campaign for somebody. He was there. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that. I, I've always didn't like him already for, for his colors he wore. Now I can't stand for for, for all new colors. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, nah, he was there. Uh, like I said, once I found out that you rolled with him, <laughs> it's over. I can't. Yeah, it's pretty disgusting. <laughs> and Gordon Hayward. I'll see him on. I see Gordon Hayward on Saturday night in Memphis. Won't say yeah, a word to Gordon him. Hayward. <laughs> won't say a word to Gordon. Yeah, Hayward. Gordon Hayward. <laughs> I won't say a word <laughs> to him. Uh, have a good life, sir. You know, I know who you roll with. <laughs> I know who your boy <laughs> is. <laughs> your boy ain't me. So. You know, like I, yeah. said, like I said, Bone, I know this is a sports show, but I got to be real with the people. And like I said, too, I can with several listeners. It's going to be just we disagree on policy. Does not mean I hate you. I disagree with you on yeah, policy. Of course. Yeah, of course, of course. Is it, now, if I know you support him, then I, I probably won't be your friend. But listen, listen, listen to the show still. <laughs> and hate, do what others do. Hate listen to the show. Hate, can you hate us listen to the show still? Because you hate us, you know? I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. But even a conservative or, or or liberal or progressive or moderate, we all we all agree on one thing: Boston Sports is a crazy ass segment on the show. You know, it's a crazy. Yeah. I mean, I don't care what political party you in. That's funny as hell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the one part yeah, that brings us together is Boston Sports because <laughs> we all feel the state of Florida with some of the craziest people in the world, except for me. Yeah, except for me. <laughs> I ain't crazy as hell. God bless <laughs> But God everybody bless else is. Yeah. So, <laughs> out for the break with fashion, last segment of the year, Boston Bone, Boston Port, Florida, and Bone, end of the year. We only have two today. Only two missed, only two junks were destroyed. Thank God. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Only two this week. So, folks, stick <laughs> yeah, with us on the Boston Man Show, Boston Bone. Check out the site. BossmanShow.com is great. You'll love it. Go there. Check us on the homepage. Have a good time with the Boss Man Show. Boss and Bone. Boss Report. After the break, stick with us. 